Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 8. And Hilkiah the priest said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan, the secretary, came to the king and reported to the king, Your servants have emptied out the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of the workmen who have the oversight of the house of the Lord. Then Shaphan, the secretary, told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest and Ahikam the son of Shaphan and Achbor the son of Micaiah and Shaphan the secretary and Asiah the king's servant, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great wrath of the Lord is kindled against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. So Hilkiah the priest and Ahikam and Akbor and Shaphan and Asiah went to Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvah, son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe, Now she lived in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they talked with her. And she said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring disaster upon this place and upon its inhabitants, and all the words of the book that the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and have made offerings to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the work of their hands. Therefore my wrath will be kindled against this place, and it will not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was penitent and you humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard how I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and you have torn your clothes and have wept before me, I also have heard you, declares the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see all the disaster that I will bring upon this place. And they brought back word to the king. Josiah the king, he was eight years old when he was crowned king, and he was a man of conviction. He was a man that wanted to do things right, what we would call a righteous man. I just want to do things right. So this is in the 18th year of Josiah, of his reign, so he would have been 26 years old. So even though he was relatively young, he has a heart to do what's right, and he wanted to do things to please God. He is ordering this decree to fix up the temple. The temple in Jerusalem was the place where God would meet with his people. They would perform all the sacrifices and the things prescribed in the law of Moses. And so time has went on. The temple has become in need of repair. So he's getting that going. And they find the book of the law, which is crazy because these are priests. And they find the book of the law as if it was lost. And the fact of the matter is the word of God in these days was not coming from the actual book of the law. It was coming through prophets mainly. And if they would just read the law, the first five books of Moses is what that's talking about, the first five books of the Bible, they find this book and they read it to Josiah the king and he is struck. Like, oh my gosh, things are making sense now to him. For example, he would have read Leviticus chapter 26, where it says, You shall not make for yourselves or erect an image or pillar, and you shall not set up a figured stone in your land to bow down to it, which they were doing, which they had all over the place. 
for I am the Lord your God. Then it says in verse 2, you shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. And because it was dilapidated, and they're not fixing it up, that was being violated as well. They weren't respecting the sanctuary. They're just kind of letting it go to pot. Verse 3, it says, If you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you rains in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last to the time of the grape harvest, and the grape harvest shall last to the time for sowing. In other words, you're going to have a crop that's going to last. You're not going to be hungry. And you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land securely. Then he goes on, I will give you peace in the land, verse 6, verse 9, I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you and confirm my covenant with you. You shall eat the old store long kept. You shall clear out the old, make way for the new. In other words, again, you're going to have more harvest than you know what to do with. I will make my dwelling among you, and I will walk among you, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. So that's good news. Those words are comforting. And we all want God to do those things for us. But then it says, but if you will not listen to me and will not do all these commandments, if you spurn my statutes, if your soul abhors my rules so that you will not do all my commandments but break my covenant, then I will do this to you. And it goes on with this list. I will visit you with panic. You shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you. Those who hate you shall rule over you. And he goes on and on and on and on. And as Josiah is listening to this, he cannot help but realize all this stuff is coming true. Everything that's in here was happening to them. They were struggling. Israel's struggling big time. And so as he's reading this, he tears his clothes, which is a, a sign of weeping, of grieving, and he humbles himself before the Lord. He goes in and, and says, hey, we need to do some things. And Josiah goes in, cleans house, man. He does what's right because he read the word and he realized all the stuff in the Word was happening. And when we read the Word, you know, there's a lot of stuff that talks about the end times, the end of the world. You know, we don't freak out about that stuff because, you know, who knows when that's going to come. It may not come for another hundred years or whatever, but we are winding down according to the Scriptures when you study this stuff. Things are all happening like Josiah seen. And when we get into the Word like he did, and we listen to the Word, and we obey the Word, then you get the same response from God who commends Josiah. He says, Behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see all this disaster that I will bring upon this place. And that disaster came. It came not that long after Josiah. There's a few more kings, but God's word is true, and what God says he will do, and he did it. Josiah just happened to be one of those righteous men that was looking for the Lord. And it's interesting in this story that they go to, there's a woman, she's a prophetess, and she just, right when he comes in, he's like, okay, tell the guy who sent you, tell King Josiah this. And she already knew because God's working through her. The crazy thing is you've got these priests, you've got Hilkiah, you've got all these people that are surrounding the king. These guys should have been inquiring the Lord. They should have been getting a word from the Lord. They should have been understanding these things. They don't even know the words of the law. They have to have it read to them. Like, oh yeah, well, that makes sense now that, you know, we're supposed to be godly and all. We're supposed to be the children of God. And man, we are in a time in our culture where it has never been easier to read and study the word of God. You've got every possible resource. You've got videos that are accessible free, which when I became a believer, we didn't have those. We had to mail order stuff and these people would charge you an arm and a leg for these videos and cassettes. Now it's all free. You've got many different versions of the Bible. Some are very easy to read, which I like. When I study, I use the more traditional versions of the Bible. 
got all these kinds of Bibles that are really simple to read. You have commentaries that are available, stuff that's available on your phone. I've got eSword on my phone. eSword's one of the best programs that I've ever used. It's, well, mainly the only program I've ever used because it's free and it's excellent. But all these things, I'm not sponsored by eSword either, but it's a great program. All these things are free. And we download it, and only a few people actually even use it because our ears are stopped up. Not all of us, but many people, like in Josiah's time. And look, we want to please God. Well, if you want to please God, do what he says. If you want to know what he says, read his word, and you'll be shocked when you find that his word says things. You're like, well, that's why this is happening. Oh, no wonder this is going on in my life. And that's what Josiah was discovering. No wonder our enemies are trashing us. No wonder there's so much division among our people. No wonder there's so much immorality. Everyone's worshiping whatever they contrive as a god, but when you follow the Lord, it's like, oh, I get it. This is what I need to do. So study the Word. Learn. Pray. The cool thing is when God takes miserable wrecks and just recrafts them into a man or woman of God. Awesome. He can do that. He did that with me. Well, not that I'm this awesome man of God, but he totally changed my life. He totally gave me hope and peace, and I read this stuff, and I go, okay. I don't stress out about a lot of stuff anymore, and I know that Jesus is coming. So be ready. Read the Word. Keep studying the Word. Keep in prayer. Be like a Josiah. Look for those opportunities to draw close to God. Take care of your business that God has given you, and you'll be blessed. Thank you.